This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Yay! Let's go! Do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in on the show this evening, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQ Central Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ centralshow.com and here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now if you did get the newsletter you might have seen that one Cosmo from Cosmos Q was going to be coming on however I bumped him I apologized profusely however an opportunity arrived that I wanted to dip my toe in the pool And helping me do some toe dipping is a Barbecue Hall of Famer himself. A Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer. You know him, you love him. Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy will join me. And we are going to be talking about a barbecue tour. Now, you might be thinking of one style of barbecue tour or another, but I'm here to tell you that I don't think a lot of folks took the same kind of barbecue tour that Ray took recently, and we're going to be talking all about that. It has something to do with the barbecued meat, but maybe it's not the barbecued meat that you would think of. However, we will be starting the particular segment with Ray with a current theme that has been coming up time and time again over the last many weeks of the show, which is brisket and price. Ray, of course is part of Dr. Barbecue's restaurant down there in the Tampa St. Pete area. So we'll talk to him about the price of brisket, what they're charging, and where it might stop. We'll see. Ray will be joining us in about 11 minutes from now. And then after Ray, first timer to the show, Bub and Mother's 
Barbecue Rubs creator John Furman joins us, and we will talk to John about why is he making rubs and what got him into the rub business. Why are his rubs unique? I can tell you they're full of flavor. I think you have been trained as a consumer. We'll talk to him about it. But you need to see really big bottles in order to somehow associate that with really big flavors. That's not necessarily the case. And John's products are certainly a great representation of that. The Down East Denna and the Honey Heat rubs are spectacular. Use it on some chicken yesterday. A combination of both, and it worked out magically. So we'll talk to John in about 30 minutes from now. That'll close the first hour. Then we'll move to the second hour. A little outside of the box, but live fire related. Is it? I don't know. You can be the judge. He was on last week on the clubhouse taking part in the 100% assurity questions, but he will be making his debut on this show as a confirmed guest. Johnny Mags from the Pit Life Barbecues podcast will join us. And notwithstanding that, and at the same time, the Barbecue Central Show's official cigar expert, Mr. Jonathan, rejoins the show, mashing it up together. The two of these guys earlier in the month at Two Guys Smoke Shop and or under the banner of the Cigar Authority podcast went head-to-head in a cooking contest, but not a traditional contest that you might think as it relates to this show, not competition barbecue. However, what they did cook is related to this show because we all love it. Burgers, yeah, bring it. So we'll talk about the event itself, how it came to be, and then in this corner, Mr. J and what he made, why he made that, how he made it. And then in the other corner, Johnny Maggs. We'll learn about his process, what he made, thought process. I'm going to save who won. If you've tuned into the show for the last couple of weeks, I've blurted it out. But if you're just tuning in for the first time, I don't want to ruin it for you. Now, end of the show, not sure. It's a good chance we might go over. If we don't go over and Mr. J is down for it, I might hold him over so we can get a little bit of an update on what's new in the cigar world. A lot of new releases after the big premium cigar associations event a handful of weeks ago. So if you're into the cigar lifestyle like me and my friend Jeff and Drizzy out there in Minnesota, you can look forward to some extra or overtime cigar talk with Mr. J 35 past the second hour. And that will bring a close to the show. So that's what's on the agenda this evening. Dr. Barbecue, John Furman, first hour, Mr. Jonathan, Johnny Maggs, second hour with some subsequent cigar talk, possibly. We also might unveil the latest animation of the show featuring me. Yes, of course, I'm part of the show. And Mo Kason. Can you think of what might be the case coming up? Can you? I don't know if you can or not, but you might be able to. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, at BBQ Central Show. Also, for live video feeds of this show, Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show and on YouTube slash RD Rempy. Audibly, live on Clubhouse as well. So if you'd like to jump over there and just listen and not watch, I certainly understand that. 
Let me start here this evening with a couple minutes I have left before we get to Dr. Barbecue. I don't know if you've been tracking this or not, if, if you follow me socially, as I just mentioned, giving you those platforms. There, there is this incredible Memphis and in May evolving story slash controversy that is going on right now over the last couple days. Doug Shiding sent me the initial heads up over the Facebook instant chat that we have, the group of us, the Embedded Correspondents, and myself. And after reading what he wrote, or maybe he took a screenshot of somebody's Facebook post, I immediately reached out to Malcolm Reed, my Memphis and May expert and authority on all things Memphis and May, and asked him, what am I seeing here? Is this correct? In a nutshell, if you are a 2B competing team in Memphis and May this coming year, or if you are a barbecue vendor of some sort, Taking place 2023 Memphis in May. How about this $8,000 non-refundable deposit? How does that grab you? No? Not so interested? Not grabbing you in the right way? Yeah, well, you're not the only one, and it's absolutely being talked about right now. I don't know the ins and outs, the particulars. I don't know if there's grandstanding or politicking going on right now. And I am efforting folks directly from Memphis and May to come on and talk about it here on this show. Of course, I will ask Malcolm Reed about it next week when he does his monthly segment. But the company that is overseeing the new park construction said that Memphis and May would have to pay $1.24 million in park restoration fees after the Beale Street Music Fest and Memphis and May Barbecue Festival. That number was up from 325000 or something like that in previous years. So the guess is they took the $1.24 million, divided it by 160, which is now the maximum number of teams allowed, and came up with a non-refundable $7,800 price tag. <laughs> Who's affording that? I don't even know the biggest corporation. I'm having enough trouble trying to sell trucks for next year. If you're putting on a barbecue event and you're being told as a vendor or a potential competitor, you're going to have to pony up $7,800 of non-refundable cash. That, as they say, might be a sticking point. We'll keep on that story, of course. But man, that is mind-boggling non-refundable deposit fees, to say the least. Dr. Barbecue is in the green room. Before we get to him, I will talk to you about Sterling Ball and the gang over Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself from the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers. Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Known for the championship rubs and seasonings, 13 perfectly balanced flavors to transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, why not check out Granny's Barbecue Sauce? Great all by itself and great tweaked. If you just want to use it as a base sauce, 
They're also selling cookers, and we know this. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac two-star general pellet cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Don't know what you want or need or what size? Call them. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. And ask their experts all the questions. Let them help you pick the best cooker that will fit your needs and your budget. BigPapaSmokers.com is the website. Who the Sterling Big Papa Ball himself might answer the phone and get on consult with you free of charge if you buy the cook. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. Big Papa Smokers, longtime sponsor of the show, which we certainly appreciate. And we'll be back with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number two most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Turkey Smoke the National Turkey Federation and by the Illinois Soybean Association. That's right. Turkey Smoke and the Illinois Soybean Association. For more info on both, go to turkeysmoke.org or socially at Turkey Smoke BBQ on Instagram or at Serve Turkey on Facebook and Twitter. The Illinois Soybean Association can be found online ilsoy.org or I.L. Soybean on the Instagram and Twitter and I.L. Soy on Facebook. And we thank Beth and the gang out there for the support of the show this evening. My first guest tonight needs no introduction, has appeared on the show in some form or fashion since 2006. An accomplished barbecue cook and author appears on TV shows, a pitchman, a brand ambassador, barbecue hall of famer, and most importantly, barbecue central show guest Hall of Famer, also one of my favorite guys to talk barbecue with. We race to the hotline and welcome back Dr. Barbecue to the show. Hey, Ray. Hey, Greg. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Always appreciate the time. Let me start here this evening, Ray, because this has been a question and a debate that has been going on and on through the confines of this show for the last, maybe it's approaching a month now. It first started out with Chuck Blount. From the San Antonio Express News, who's a food writer slash sports writer. And offhandedly, one of the topics was the cost of brisket. And he said, man, I remember when it was 22, then it ticked up to 25. And now routinely, whether you are an established barbecue restaurant in Texas, or if you're just an upstart, me and Ray moved down to Texas. We want to start a barbecue restaurant. Everybody's charging 30 plus dollars a pound for brisket. So. I was at Mabel's Barbecue 
last week with some customers entertaining for lunch, $34 a pound for brisket. What is going on at Dr. Barbecue's for price per pound of cooked brisket, and where is this price going to stop? Ray? I told Ray it was $35 a pound, and he passed out. He couldn't believe it. I'm hoping he sees that maybe somehow we're not connected. Maybe there was a incredible lapse of internet connection. Who knows? Well, the Ides of August are upon us, Dan. You couldn't be more correct. <laughs> Don't even know what to say. Hey, Greg. I'm back. There he is. I thought I dropped $30 a pound on brisket and you passed out. <laughs> You thought I didn't want to tell you what our price is. Yeah. Actually, I think we are. I think we're at twenty eight or twenty nine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we should, probably should be more. You know, but you, at some point, you gotta you gotta charge what you can get. And, you know, I don't know how these guys are getting away with thirty five dollars a pound. God bless them. I, I we're just afraid to go quite that high with it. So we're twenty nine or twenty eight, whatever it is. Um, we're lucky. We saw a lot of cocktails. We saw a lot of desserts, a lot of apps and stuff. So we can get away with that. Cause we, Roger, the guy that actually owns the restaurant always talks about contribution. So mm-hmm. if our, our four times should be $32, well, that means we're still, you know, in theory, we're making $16 a pound uh, or so. And so if we can live with 12, something like that, but, but yeah, I get it, man. I, you know, it, it, the good news is people are still buying it pretty yeah. much. And, and we, you know, we, years ago, we used to talk about a friend, friend named Nick Nicholas. I don't know if you ever met Nick, but he always used to tell us, don't think of barbecue as low budget food. Think of it as higher end and let's, let's get serious about it. And we shouldn't think about it as cheap. So $35 a pound. Hey, that sounds good to me. The business side of me says you're charging $35 a pound, not necessarily because you can get away with it, but because the cost to buy it as the purveyor or as the person, the restaurant, it's just continuing to rise. So your price is going to rise accordingly. Do you think that plays the biggest part in this or are we at a point now where people are just trying to see what they can get before the consumer comes in and says, well, instead of the brisket, at 35 bucks a pound because now I can take that and buy a Wagyu steak for 35 bucks a pound. I'll do it that way. Instead, I'll get the ribs or the turkey. Well, I, you know, I hope people aren't just raising the prices to see what they can get away with. Um, but yeah, Arthur Bryant's even came out and said that, did a bit of press release saying, don't order the brisket. If everybody would just not eat brisket for a couple of days, the supply would, would replenish and we could all get back to some normalcy so uh, you know pricing it up so high just to, with the hoping to in, uh, inspire people to order other things doesn't sound like a bad idea to me because a lot of restaurants you know especially those texas restaurants the, where you wait in line i can't imagine what percentage of their actual sales are just flat pounds of brisket mm-hmm. so you've got to get the money out of it then like i said we sell drinks and and dessert and stuff and so we can kind of make up for it but a lot of those places boy that's it's probably three quarters of their their sales dr barbecue joining us here on the show drbbq com is his website. So as we reference Texas, a lot of folks love to go on these barbecue tours and they'll go to the top 50 or the top 10, depending on how many days off and how big of their bellies are and get what they can. And they do it in Texas. They'll do Kansas City. They'll do it in Memphis. However, have you ever been on a barbecue turkey tour? Because I don't think a lot of people have done that particular venture. 
You know, yeah, no, I really haven't. I do eat a lot of turkey, so when I go to a barbecue restaurant, I'll almost always get it. And that goes way beyond before I worked for him. That was the charm of the deal for me because I am a, a turkey fanatic. I had it for lunch today at a diner just because I like it. Um, but no, I've never done it specifically for turkey till now. We, you know, thank to turkeysmoke.org and the Illinois Soybean Association, we had a budget to do a turkey barbecue tour of Illinois. And, <laughs> and it was really cool because I've never really done a tour of Illinois either, which is so funny because that's where I grew up and spent a lot of my life. But I, we, one of the, well, I'll start with, with Beastcraft right outside of St. Louis. If you haven't been there, it's a really cool place. Uh, Michael Olier from uh, Certified Angus Beef been telling me about this place for years. And I finally got there. David Sandusky is the chef and, and he's a passionate barbecue cook and a chef. And, and he, he he went on and on about how to properly make a melt that you can't make a melt properly by just putting the the fat on the bread and the cheese and you know it can't be on one side and but he made this turkey turkey melt with avocado and bacon jam and I mean it was it was maybe the best turkey sandwich I've ever eaten in my life and of course I had a pork steak while I was there too being in St. Louis so if you're ever anywhere around there man look up uh, Beastcraft it was well worth the trip but the one I really want to talk about is the next stop on our tour we slid over to Murphy's Bro to 17th Street Barbecue. I have never been to 17th Street before. Mike is an old friend of mine. I lived in Chicago for many years. I, I hung around in Carbondale from time to time. I just never made it to 17th Street. And it was really sad, frankly, to me to go there and, and without Mike, frankly. You know, I mean, I like Amy, and Amy was a great host. She's got a new restaurant, Too Fay, right there next to 17th Street that's not barbecue, although they do have a good smoked turkey sandwich on the menu at Faye as well. But it was such a treat to go and get the tour. If you've ever never been there, you should go. And anybody that's around there, you got to make plans with Amy because she's got to walk you through like the warehouse and where all the cool stuff was. And You know that iconic picture of Mike with all those trophies? Mm -hmm. um, well, we stood there next to all those trophies. They're still right there. And she said it's like a third of the amount of trophies they actually had. Um, and they're in a warehouse with a lunch, bunch of Mike's other stuff. It's a, it's a real treat to go there. So, you know, or go to go of her classes because that's where they host the classes. And of course the, the restaurants there. And she said, Ray, that's the, the seat right there where Mike would sit every night and have a couple beers and talk to his friends and, and, you know, for how many years. So it was really a treat to go there and, and see that, uh, some of the pictures on the wall were amazing. The first ever New York Big Apple block party. Mm. I, I sent it to Chris Lilly because Chris was young. They were all young. But oh, yeah. Just uh, seeing how long ago that was. And my other favorite picture that's hanging on the wall there, don't miss it. Uh, Mike Mills talking to John Willingham, like slapping <sighs> each other on the back and having a laugh and talk about some legends. You know, I, I, I'm not sure a lot of our younger barbecue fanatics would even know the, who, who John Willingham is. I didn't know who Mike is, but, uh, John was the, John's the only guy to this day that ever won Memphis in May and the American Royal in the same year. Uh, mm -hmm. Big Bob Gibson's almost did it, but so that was such a treat, man. And, and then we slid up towards Chicago and that was fun too. We, we went to a place called Q Barbecue in LaGrange. It seems like a lot of places seem to have that similar name and it was okay, but it was fun for me because it was an old neighborhood where I used to hang out. I mean, literally a hardware store right next door that I used to go to. So it was really kind of fun to me to go do that one. And then we went to another one of my favorites, which is Green Street Smoked Meats in I've Chicago. Been there. 
Yeah, boy, if you haven't and you're anywhere near Chicago, go oh, there. Because so it's a big city place in, you know, really in a <laughs> fancy neighborhood. It's not your typical barbecue restaurant, but man, they get down with the serious barbecue. And it's in a great old Chicago warehouse mm -hmm. uh, that I, we asked them because truly, if you come to my restaurant, hopefully you will feel a similar vibe because we wanted to. Ours got a little fancier than theirs did after re going back and looking at it a few years later, but we were so impressed with that place we bought the exact smoker and put it right by the line just like they have it and uh so always a treat to go see those guys and the place is five years later it's as good as ever mm -hmm. and um then we went to sweet baby rays there's still a sweet baby rays restaurant mm -hmm. out in wooddale illinois where deuce is holding court and now they've got a big catering business right next door that is sweet baby rays and Oh, I forget the name of it. It's more of a fancy catering name. And, and that's the real focus of what they're doing. But right next door is a, a Sweet Baby Ray's branded barbecue restaurant. Um, the family held the rights to have restaurants when they sold the barbecue sauce. And they're still operating it. So that was pretty cool, too. And Deuce, Deuce was cooking these giant turkey, bone-in turkey breasts. Where most of the places we went, they were cooking a boneless turkey breast and then trying to do something fun with it. And Deuce is cooking these big bone-in ones, and he said he does it because, you know, the typical mentality of cooking on the bone um, and applies to turkey as well. And, and it was great. And, you know, Deuce has got – he's, man, he's so polished now. He used to just be that young guy hanging around. He's smooth now. He's got it going on. So it was a treat hanging with him. And then last but not least, we got to go to the Windy City Smokeout, which is the big oh, barbecue wow. festival in Chicago. For me, it's right across the street from the, the United Center where – you know, there's the the Bobby Hull statue and the Michael Jordan statue. And, you know, I mean, for me, that's hallowed ground. Um, and it just didn't used to be a very good neighborhood where you'd want to have a festival. And to see that whole neighborhood regentrified and having a festival there was really a treat. And so we ran into, they had three people that were cooking turkey as part of their offerings there. One was Leslie from U Bonds. Mm -hmm. Always a treat. Leslie's cooking these giant, did you ever see her do those giant smoked oh, turkey yeah. wings? Yep. So that's what she was doing. She smokes these giant wings, whole three-piece wing, and then takes a torch to them. Leslie's a little, you know, five-foot-tall little little redneck girl with a gigantic blowtorch torch in the wings. I mean, it's a it's a showstopper for sure. And then the other guy who was cooking turkey that I never saw, but I, but he was there. It was Sam Jones. I never. Mr. J, leave. Ray got bumped. Damn it! Get that big stuff out of here. Let me write Sam Jones down. That way, Ray can pick up from Sam Jones before we talk about the American Royal. Jeepers creepers. Sorry, Ray. You're freezing up. I don't know. If, uh, no, there was something else that happened there. I apologize. Logistically, oh. it ends up being my fault. But let's yeah, nevertheless, to death, my Sam Jones <laughs> is cooking turkey. The guy that's known for whole hog. And potentially some confrontation with uh, with his namesakes for whole hog and how he does it and how they do it. He's cooking turkey. I'm telling you, turkey's see, turkey's hot, Greg. Even Sam Jones is sliding over. I heard. Now I didn't see Sam, so I can't verify this rumor. But I think he's going to quit cooking hogs and just be a turkey man from now on. What? <laughs> I might have made, made that up. But. Maybe. <laughs> Wow, that was what he gets for not being there. So I can, you know, I, I couldn't really ask him. So, hmm. um, so it sounds like you have a great barbecue tour. Um, again, fun, helped funded by so. How does soybean and turkey like run in together? How does how? 
Why is that a match made yeah. in heaven? Well, Turkey Smoke, you know, it, the National Turkey Federation, Turkey Smoke, you know, their whole deal is they're a lobbying group. And they got a grant from the Illinois Soybean Association. But it makes sense because if we sell more turkeys, they eat more soybeans. So that's the that's oh. the tie-in. And, um, and, and we're you know, I'm just happy to be along for the ride on all this. Luckily, the girls all know how to how to make all that stuff work together. But we ran, we hung out with some of the Illinois Soybean Association folks and they were real nice. And they actually came to the Windy City Smokeout and they were, they were getting all excited about some of the country bands. I didn't really know who them people were, but it looked like a good time to me. Uh, Ray, you still go to the American Royal? Yeah, I'm going, going this year. Uh, Turkey Smoke will be there again as oh, well too. Uh, they're doing a contest? Yeah. To, you know how they do them around the country at uh, the Royal. There's 280 teams signed up, which is really cool. It'd be the biggest one ever. Wow. Um, but I will be there. I, now there's been a couple of changes at the top, but I believe I will be also, uh, hosting the, uh, the barbecue hall of fame inductions like I have for the last few years. So, and, and you know, the American Royal for me, that's, that's just where it all started for mm -hmm. me. You know, that's where I, I really cut my teeth and, learned how to do all this the right way so you know memphis and may for a lot of guys it is but for me it's the royal so i'll go every chance i get and i'm gonna go to the jack this year so if anybody's gonna be at the jack find me and we'll have a cocktail is that turkey event at the american royal just you get uh like how does it how does it work they give you a whole turkey or they give you a side of turkey or what Last year was whole turkeys. I'm not exactly sure. They they work with a different brand every time, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't exactly know who it is for the Royal this year. It'll either be a boneless turkey breast or a whole turkey. Um, the whole turkeys are fun because it, it gives the guys the opportunity to, to you know, use some dark meat and some different parts and stuff. Um, it's, it's been fun, though. So the turkey smoke allows, even in the KCBS events, they allow them to enhanced so you can make sliders or tacos or something like that and it's really been kind of fun guys make pies uh, the shed at, at memphis and may made a mufalada a, a turkey mufalada that was so cool and just beautiful and and really good it was and it won um so it's it's really been fun to see and at the royal out of 280 you know there's guys that still turn in regular old sliced turkey and that's acceptable but we've seen some really fun stuff and and that's been the the real Hap the thing that has made me happy because I was just afraid it would just be we would somehow find what the standard is immediately and and that would be the end of it like everything else and and it hasn't been the creativity has been good um the one thing that I have noticed that's become real popular is the blues hog raspberry chipotle hmm. seems to be the sauce of choice for the turkey yeah, that makes sense uh, usually some kind of fruit cranberries or whatever is going along with turkey for Thanksgiving so you know, not necessarily direct match, but probably in the same family there. So I can see where that would work. Uh, I didn't anticipate this to be a, a turkey segment per se, Ray. But since you are the given turkey expert, turkey spokesperson there for turkey smoke, one or two of the biggest tips to cook a great turkey? Because to me, it's something that I always say every year, I'm going to eat more of it during the course of the year, not just for Thanksgiving. And then Thanksgiving shows up again. And I'm like, damn it, I didn't do it again. So, uh, but, and then people are get nervous and they don't want to screw it up because now it's like the whole star of the dinner for Thanksgiving. So what are the, the best tips for cooking a good turkey? Well, use a thermometer. I mean, it's all about getting it done just right. I, I don't, I don't brine my turkeys usually because you buy those frozen turkeys from most of them are what I would call pre-brined yep. anyway. So they kind of don't need it. You just got to not overcook them. Uh, my personal tip is you take a gallon bag 
of ice. I learned this from Mad Max, the old big green egg guy. And you take your turkey out and get it all ready to roll and then let it sit on the counter for an hour before you put it on the smoker and put a ice pack bag on top. So the bottom, you know, the, the thighs and all that stuff will kind of warm up a little bit. It's not going to be too much in an hour, but the top will get really cold because that's where the problem always occurs. The, the breast is done and the bottom, the thighs and the back and stuff are not. And then you end up overcooking the breast. So if you do that, I find that it really helps a lot. doesn't seem like it would make that big of a difference, but it does. But for your non holiday season, Greg, you need to check out turkeysmoke.org because I've been doing recipes for three or four years now, huh? along with some other people, and they're really getting a nice cache of recipes for the smoker, different kind of stuff. I just did a turkey uh, curry, a red tie turk curry with turkey in it um and there's just all kinds of fun stuff there and it, it'll inspire you instead of just cooking thanksgiving dinner in july cook something interesting ray lampy joining us here on the show breaking it down as he always does drbbq.com his website he will be at the american royal which is his shangri-la of competition so if you're going to be down there Search him out. He said he'll have a beer with you. He said it right here, so you can hold him to task, throw down your challenge coin, and he will accept it. Ray, always appreciate the time. Thanks for the turkey talk, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Greg. Good to see you. There he is, Ray Lampy, right there. drbbq.com, turkeysmoke.com, I'm sorry, turkeysmoke.org is the place to go if you want those turkey recipes. As Ray said, he's been putting recipes up for the last three years or so. And there's quite the haul of turkey recipes there now. So get over there and start eating turkey. Like I say, I'm going to do every year through the year. 2023 is really going to be it. Maybe I'll start. It won't be this weekend because I'll be in Cedarville for volleyball. Maybe that following weekend. We'll have Hartville Hardware. Do a turkey. Why not? All right, John Furman is in the green room. We'll get to him here in just one second. I'll talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they are fuel efficient. We love that you can get low and slow temps. We love that you can get really high heat temps for grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire, cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grills and the game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute a two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Cooking over 60 different ways, if your imagination can think it, you can do it. Also, they have the accessories to complete the Primo Grill experience. Do they have a pizza oven? Yes. Do they have a rotisserie grill? Yes. Also, the half pans, the drip pans, the rib racks, more accessories coming out each day. Make sure you're following them on social media and at their website, primogrill.com. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz? Yes. Petnet technology? Yes. True two-zone cooking capabilities in multiple sizes, yes and yes. Visit primogrill.com to find a dealer near you, only sold through dealers, primogrill.com. And you can get outfitted with the one that is best fitting your needs, size-wise. Get the oval. They do offer a round one, but forget about that. Get the oval. Primogrill.com. We're back with John Furman and Bub and Mothers. 
or Bob and Mothers. Stick around, be right back. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back, and we thank Ray Lampy for joining us last segment. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also see what other options they have to add a little smoky goodness to whatever protein or vegetable or fruit that you're cooking. Doesn't matter. Cookingpellets.com. My next guest, the newest sponsor of the show. He is looking to become a juggernaut in the rub and seasoning portion of the industry. Currently has two options to pick from, which actually work well. Would use together, but just as good on their own. Honey Heat and Down East Dinner. He's also helping veterans that are down on their luck as well. Let's learn all about it, won't we? We race to the hotline and welcome in first time to the show, creator of Bub and Mother's Barbecue Rubs, John Ford. Hey, John. Greg, how are you? I am absolutely fabulous, John. Appreciate you making time for the show here this evening. And since it's your first time, a lot of folks that are regulars to the show know what we're going to do, a little background and, you know, the genesis of how this whole thing started. So uh, before we get into the rubs specifically, a little background on you professionally, where you live, all that fun stuff, and then we'll build into the barbecue from there. Sure. <clears throat> well, the the long story is I was born right here in Maine. Uh, my dad was in the uh, Navy up here. And um, when he was discharged, we moved to New Jersey, which was where I was raised. Um, Career-wise, I spent 40 years in the auto industry um, in New Jersey, New Hampshire, and then five years in North Carolina before I finally got to come back back here to Maine and um, was looking for a way to leave the corporate world and uh, what better thing to do than start a barbecue company on the coast of Maine in a lobster village? When you say auto industry, uh, unless you're it's secretive and or top secret, what were you doing? I started in dealerships. I started in sales, worked oh. my way up to management. And then um, a lot of the um, corporate tie-ins that we had um, engaged me over the years to go back into dealerships and train on their products or their process. So, and finance companies as well. John Furman joining us here on the show from Bub and Mothers, the website bubnmothers.com. That's B U B N M U T H A S.com. So, you're retired from the auto business pretty much? Yeah, okay. I, I, I started Bub and Mothers in. 2018 part-time, you know, while I was thinking about winding down uh, in 2020, midst of the pandemic, I said, you know what, this is it. I'm making the move and walked away from corporate world and into, uh, into the mystery of barbecue. So in 2018, there's a plethora of barbecue rubs that are out there on the market. It's not like it was 15 years ago where, Maybe there was a small portion of a grocery store that was dedicated to that, or you had to go to a specialty grill and hearth store to find 
some pretty decent barbecue rubs. But now in 2018, as you're getting going, I mean, there's a host to choose from. So what did you think was missing from the market? Or did you have both of these rubs already in your mind? Were you already playing around with these in some form or fashion? Not not the way they ended up. What, what happened was uh, while I was living in North Carolina, you, you know, it's like there was a, there was more barbecue there. So, you know, you, you get used to eating barbecue, and when you find places that you like, for me, you know, even when I was in corporate life, I would be like, can I meet the cook? Can I meet the chef? Can I – I just want to talk to them. And, you know, a lot of places that I liked – um so I said, okay, I, and, I, and they did. And then I got really lucky and some of them started to show me different ways. And, and for some reason, I kind of got the hang of it palate wise. And I knew, knew what things tasted like. So when I moved back to Maine, I was kind of uh, thinking like, okay, what am I going to do? kind of on the side because I really, I'm done 40 years is long enough to, to do one thing. And, um, you know, when you, uh, up here, I literally live in a lobster village. The, the majority <laughs> of people here work, work the boats, mm-hmm. um, every day, fresh lobster come in and, um, and they're all deaf. You know, I mean, the boats have no, muffler system and all the engines are so loud they're all screaming at each other in the diner and they're sitting next to each other talking and having been literally all over the country you start to pick up on the idiosyncrasies of being in maine or being in georgia or you know there are certain expressions and and one is 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 you get to be like the senior lobster guy and i don't know why the most deaf person calls you yeah, the most deaf, right? Everybody just goes, "Hey, bub," and and I said, "Well, that's neat," but also the the older couples, the the traditional Mainers, you know, who wear flannel three hundred sixty five days a year, um, the the husbands address their wives often as mother, hmm. and I'm just sitting here going, "Bub and mother, bub and mother, bub." The game. Now I got to figure out what it is. And, and the, the short side was, I was like, you know, I always found that the, the best way to market something is to make people go, what, what, why would you do that? It must be good or you're really dumb. <laughs> so I came up with Bub and Mothers and, and I went down to the, you know, local grocery store, picked up a bunch of spices, threw them all together the, the way I had learned. And um, a good friend of mine is a trained chef, Johnson and Wales graduate. So I said, look, you try them. And so he tried them and he was like, hey, these are great. Other than the name, what's Maine about them? (laughs) And I was like, "I, I, I don't know. So, you know, you start to think, okay, how can I make these more Maine? And, and, you know, so now you're Googling Maine, even though I live here. It's like, okay, I don't know what I can put in this to make it more Maine. And what happened was there's a company up here called Ray's Mustard. It's a gourmet level mustard. It's like the oldest mustard company in America. Hmm. Hours north of me. They're right on the Canadian border. You know, typical 
New Jersey fashion. I go, look, this is going to sound a little crazy, but <laughs> I'm thinking about starting a barbecue dry rub company. One of the ingredients I need is ground mustard. And li- literally, Greg, on a handshake, we've been using their mustard exclusively, and they wow. won't grind for anybody else just on a handshake. We have no contracts, nothing. I call them up. I'm picking up mustard, and, and we do that. So that was ingredient number one, but it didn't really change the flavor profile. So now I'm really curious, and I start fiddling around, and I realized that you know one of the other things we're, we're known for up here is maple syrup. And one of the big producers supplies me with maple syrup crystals. Hmm. So instead of your usual brown sugar or your turbinado, we substituted it with main maple crystals. And then wild blueberry powder. And everybody's like, what? I said, wild blueberry powder. That became the down east dinner dust. And we added coffee to it. So we went for an entire year with just one flavor, down east in the dust. And the bottles, I was buying the bottles 50 at a time, mm. um, literally paying exorbitant amounts for the spices I was using because I was literally hand mixing them. The labels, you know, I got the Avery label thing, was running it through my own little amateur color printer, sticking them on the, that was our ingredients. Mm. So after the first year we end, we had, Eight stores were carrying us, and uh, and you're making them all at home. Yeah, isn't that illegal? No, I had it. Well, no, I had to have the state come in. Oh, okay. So you were like commercial kitchen certified. Make sure. Oh yeah. All right. So, you know, cost me a beer, but anyway, (laughs) um, we we got the license, and then you know people started saying, "Geez, you know this is pretty good. Do you have anything that's got a little heat to it?" and I, you know, of course, when you're in sales your whole life, you go, you know what? That's exactly what we're working on right now. And we should be releasing that any day. Right. Give me an order. And I would, <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, but, you know, pride, ego, whatever you want to call it. I didn't just want to throw Chipotle in and call it a day. So I started taking stuff out and putting it back in and, you know, experimenting and experimenting. And we finally realized if we take the coffee out and replace it with Chipotle and the honey crystals replace the maple, it was a pretty good combo. And, you know, you get that sweetness. And what I like about Chipotle, number one, it's already smoky. And and number two, it's late to the game. You know, in other words, mm-hmm. and I've had people taste it going, I, I, oh, oh, there it is, Yep. you know, and, and, and they get the heat. And, you know, that was really important to me because, I've never been, you know, and and I know that, you know, one of the, or one of those hot segments out there is, you know, how hot can you make it? Oh, we've got ghost peppers. We've got <laughs> nuclear waste. We've got, <laughs> you know, whatever else they put in there. And I, you know, to me, it was like, look, you know, that may be great for a lot of companies. I've got nothing against it, but I want everybody that buys my rub to know what they're eating rather than, hey, that's really spicy. Great. I, I don't mind them going, hey, there's a little bit of heat there, but boy, this is a good pulled pork or this is a good steak, you know, so that they, they had that flavor. And um, for me personally, I started to 
almost overcompensate. So when I was when I was cooking for people, I would cook with the dinner dust for my bigger meats, my shoulders and and and, and brisket and stuff. And I would use the honey and heat on the side, you know, to make a coleslaw, to make an aioli, to make, you know, and say, look, enjoy your meat. We're going to give you a little bit of spice over here. And what we did, not by design, but one of those kind of like a post-it note discovery, is we found that we use a lot less salt than our competition. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't we didn't sit there and go, you know what, let's be a healthy I mean, it's barbecue for crying out loud. How healthy can we be? So it turned out that way. And and that gives us two advantages. One, we're mostly spice. Okay. And what that means, especially when you're using the honey and heat, if, if you say to me, that's pretty good, but have you got anything hotter? Just put more honey and heat on. You're never going to oversalt your food. Mm. You're just going to add more chipotle to it. All right. So everybody at the table can can have their whatever you're cooking to taste. John Furman joining us here on the show. So the rubs are great. I would encourage everybody to go out, buy both bottles, and try them immediately, bubandmothers.com. But the other side of this, we got a couple minutes left. It's not just selling rubs, marketing rubs, becoming this great rub tycoon. You're also Somebody that's looking to give back, especially to veterans. You were in the Navy for four years. You had mentioned your dad was also in the Navy. So what are you looking to do with helping veterans locally, and how are you looking to build on that? Yeah, again, I, I've throughout my career, I've always been aligned with companies that have a mission to give back. And I found that without exception, those companies were also very successful and they were better to their people. So it's an overall thing. So I figured, you know what, if, if, if I can start small, like right from the beginning, I'm going to, I'm going to work with some local charities. It becomes easier as you grow to continue that relationship or, you know, our overall goal, which is to get bigger and start working with some of the national organizations out there. So currently uh, up here in Maine, there's a group called the Maine Veteran Project. And, you know, they, uh, we don't have enough time to tell you all the things that they've done. I, I, they just amaze me. And, you know, unfortunately, in my age, I can't be climbing ladders with these guys and, and slinging shit or all that other stuff. I don't have the time or the talent or the knees anymore. So I cash. And we're focused right now. Um, we're donating a portion of everything we sell. And on Veterans Day, our goal is to hand them a check for $2,500. Nice. So um, it's a short run. You know, it's not that those big numbers you hear from the national companies. But, you know, I, I think that if we can pull that off this year, we can hit it by a factor of 10 next year. John Furman joining us here on the show. John is the creator, founder of Bub and Mothers. The website, of course, Bub N mothers.com again i would recommend that you go ahead and buy these bottles try them out and so barbecue rubs always good on barbecue stuff but as we've all come to know you know throw a little bit here throw a little bit there on stuff that's not barbecue related and you might find you actually like it on this that and the other thing that has nothing to do with barbecue so uh, john really appreciate the time tonight to look back on how this whole thing got started what you're doing with the vets which i certainly appreciate 
and uh, continued success. We look forward to having you on again. I I would love to do that. Thanks very much, Greg. I appreciate all you do. Thank you. Nice there shirt, by the way. Yes, of course. My Bub and Mother shirt, which I have two of. I should have took a picture of the back so you can see the almost offensive back of these shirts. You can use your imagination, I'm sure. Again, the website, B-U-B, the letter N, M-U-T-H-A-S, bubandmothers.com. If you want to order up a bottle of the Honey Heat and the Downey's Dinner, I think you will be pretty happy with that purchase. So you're wondering what happened during the Ray Lampy interview. Well, I shared, so my first hour guests have link number one, link number two, and then because I knew I was going to have some time to turn it back around and I wanted to use a different setup, I wanted to use this setup for the guys in the second hour, I shared the same links. So one of those guys, who was Mr. J, decided to pop in to make sure that he had all the stuff set up and he cut Ray up. That's what happened, all right? Heaven forbid we make mistakes anymore and... That's what we get, but oh my. Before we close up shop here in the first hour, I'll talk to you about Green Mountain Grill, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Choice line and a prime line. Choice line, save you some money. Yes. Good sized cooker. You know it. Accommodate the pizza oven insert. Oh, yes. Who doesn't love the pizza oven insert in your Green Mountain Grill? Wi Fi? No. Internal meat probes? No. How about app control? No. You want that? Prime lines for you, my friend. Peak and ledge in size. Also accommodate the pizza oven insert if you want to do that. I highly recommend it. But the prime line gets you a little bit more of a robust build on the chassis, lights inside on the main cooking chamber. Two internal meat probes now. Also has Wi-Fi. You can download the Green Mountain Grill app and you can turn it on. You can control the temperature. You can make custom cook cycles. You can do everything. It will not flip the meat over for you. But maybe Jason and the gang are working on that. I doubt it. But otherwise, you can control everything from the comfort of your Shah's Lounge if you want. Then just go outside when it's done, pull it off, put it into hold mode, go to the grocery store, whatever. Certainly up to you. Green Mountain Grills. Much like the Primo, only sold through dealers. So find a dealer near you, GreenMountainGrill.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And you can find a dealer near you. You visit the dealer. You get educated. You find the one that you think will best fit your needs. Then you can just take it home. Probably be assembled since you're buying it from the dealer. And away you go. You'll have success. No buyer's remorse. All wins. If you want to add some more accessories that maybe the dealer didn't have, go to GreenMountainGrills.com and buy them up there. GreenMountainGrills.com. One of the longest running sponsors right here on this show, which we certainly appreciate. We'll be back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number two most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content. In an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And we thank John Furman from Bubba Mothers 
for joining us last segment. Great story and great products. The segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or connect via the red, white, and blue hoo-hoo tooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're locked Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. Good folks over at Fireboard. Don't forget, it's predictive now, too. Make sure you update your app so you can take advantage of all that great stuff that Ted Conrad and the gang are rolling out over there in Kansas City as it relates to the Fireboard. Or if you're just joining in, you've missed the first hour, don't worry about that. We are recording, so you'll get the first hour in podcast a little bit later this evening or earlier tomorrow morning, I would say. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feed. If, don't you dare jump up here, you stupid cat. If you don't really think I'm talking to a cat, you can't see it, but I'm really talking to a cat. Beat it dummy also make sure that you are no get away make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast feed because every Friday we do a best of which I'm going to tell you about here in a few moments also Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue joined us in the first interview segment so if you want to find out more about him if you didn't know drbbq.com and then of course the Turkey Federation was Sponsoring that segment, turkeysmoke.com is the website for that. All right, we are pointing to the second hour where we will have the likes of the official Barbecue Central show cigar expert, Mr. Jonathan, and we will mash together a barbecue superstar in his own right, Johnny Maggs, the host of Pit Life Barbecue. The crazy, whack, funny thing about this whole mashup of these two is they're both within relative space of each other. Perhaps some days are right above or below each other. And earlier this month, they were right next to each other going head-to-head in that burger contest. So we'll talk about that with them, and then maybe we hold Mr. Jonathan over at the end of the show to talk a little more intricate cigar talk. We'll see how it goes. I also have an animation I want to play. Maybe that waits till next week. We'll see how it goes. Once again, we're pointing to the second hour. Refresh libations. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. <laughs> 